Crime Report, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is sponsored by the Crime Stoppers in Suffolk. 1-800-220-TIPS, 220-8477. That's where all calls are kept confidential and monetary reward of up to $5,000, sometimes more. Uh, for information that will lead to an arrest in a particular case, Joe Jacklone, retired Sergeant NYPD, is a former commanding officer of the Bronx Cold Case Squad, a current adjunct professor over at John Jay College. And an author of the uh, Criminal Investigative Function of Guy for New Investigators, edition 4, 5, soon to come, and a highly decorated member of the day of the NYPD, including the most notable departmental of valor. Let's not forget Joe, a best-selling author, the Cold Case Handbook, and also a top-flight uh, TV host on the YouTube channel regarding the uh, Gilgo uh, investigation. As we welcome in the Sarge and uh, Joe Jacklone, and uh, it's uh, great to have you, my friend. Welcome. Good good morning, Jay. How are you? Doing well. You know, I try to stay up last night. Speaking of the Gilgo stuff, Joe, I don't know if you caught it on uh, ABC, uh, depicted the investigation. They started out with all the Shannon Gilbert stuff, uh, all the players there, uh, people depicting uh, some of the uh, women uh, that were involved as far as the murders. Uh, but also John Ray was on there. He's got a symposium happening next week, too over at St. John's. I don't know if you caught it. I'm going to probably, I know it's streaming on Hulu. I'll probably re-watch it later on. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'll tell you, there's so many questions, so many questions, especially uh, regarding uh, the uh, the first one in Shannon Gilbert. Uh, you know, the body found and everything else, uh, almost, what, 14 years ago it'll be this year. Uh, but uh, every time, you know, something of that nature is played, whatever documentary they have, it is just riveting, you know? Yeah, no, I, I watched bits and pieces of it. They've been putting, uh, for those of you that don't have Hulu, you can watch bits and pieces of it on their, their YouTube channel. So yeah. they have these, like, little chapters that they put out. It's like six to seven minutes each long. It's not the entire thing, but you can get the gist of what's going on. But, uh yeah, it seems to be a pretty good production, but there also seemed to be a little pushback I saw online regarding the, I believe it was the first episode with Shannon Gilbert where they actually showed her remains uh, in the in the video. And um, there was a lot of people that were upset about that, that they, they thought that that was a little bit of a sensationalism that they, they shouldn't have done. But mm. um, I haven't gotten a chance to sit down and watch the entire thing. I will. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, Christine Thorne, is on there. She's she's yeah. doing all the the cases and stuff, and Josh Einiger. So you have some you have some New York reporters that have been around for a long time, and pretty much the people um, know who they are. And I and I think they they've done a pretty good job so far. I just um, you know, like you said, there's still still many questions. Shannon Gilbert's case still bothers me in in, in so many aspects. No doubt, no doubt. And as mentioned, her attorney, the family attorney, uh, John Ray's been while with us, and he'll be. Uh, doing that symposium uh, come Tuesday over at uh, St. John's Maryland Call there in Queens. Uh, so uh, he'll have some more things to say on that. But, uh, you know, listen, uh, the mystery continues. you got a great DA here who's on the case. The next court date uh, for the alleged killer of uh, the Gilgo Four uh, is Rex Yerman. He'll be back in the courts uh, come February the 6th. Only a lot more twists and turns to come. Joe Jacqueline with the crime report. Joe, let's get to a couple of cases uh, just uh, as horrific as as could be, 
uh, with what went down here in the last couple of days. The parents of this toddler out of Holbrook who died from apparent opioid poisoning uh, indicted now drug possession and child endangerment chi- uh, charges. Uh, Joseph Adonis, just a day shy of being, what, 14 months old. He died on the third of the month, found unresponsive in his home. Does it get worse than this, Sarge? No, this is this is one of the most awful stories. And this isn't the first time we've heard of this uh, happening. It might be the first time on Long Island, but it's happened elsewhere. I mean, people have to be so much more responsible, not only with, you know, firearms and stuff like that in the house, but, you know, it's illegal narcotics in, the, in this uh, you know, what are people doing? You have this small baby in the house. I mean, what are you doing? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, this is there's still a lot of questions that, that, that I have for this. But, I mean, I, I, at this point, you got to just shake your head and just say, like, my God, this 14-month-old kid didn't stand a chance. Uh, and it's just um, one of the worst stories you'll hear today. It really is. And uh, and that's why this uh, Wilkins Adonis uh, had him been charged with eligible offenses in the case, but still is incarcerated. Uh, I think it's 50000 uh, cash bail there. Uh, so uh, just uh, as bad as it gets, you know, as bad as it gets. And, you know, the district attorney has really uh, forged ahead with these types of cases of uh, if there are deaths involved regarding overdoses and everything else, regardless of age, in this case, just awful 14 months old my goodness um guess what uh you're gonna be in some trouble and that's the thing these dealers out there and everything else uh if there is a fatality involved sarge uh he's gonna throw the book at you and and, well he listen we know that uh district attorney tierney has done an, an unbelievable job so far i mean this is this baby had cocaine fentanyl and morphine in the system and according to the district attorney that there was also packaging and weighing materials for a drug operation, it sounds like. So this could be more, a lot more nefarious than, than it even that we you think of before. So there's a lot of other things going on that we don't know all the answers yet. So before we, we cast judgment on what exactly they were doing, we have to just understand that, I mean, you have a 14-month-old baby walking around in this stuff, and, and you know, they, everything goes right in their mouth. And it's just something that, um, yeah, oh God, you, you know what? You, you can't even, you can't even come up with a, a reasoning behind this. You just can't. You know, every time we we do these segments, you know, we state a particular case as as horrifies, horrifying as it is, uh, one after the other after the other, and you know, even this one. I mean, what gets worse than this? Fourteen month old, just unbelievable. Uh, Joe Jacklin on the crime report. Joe, let's go to a couple others. You got a hate crime uh, situation involved in Central Islip. The unit is investigating racist graffiti uh, scrawled on a church. The words "Kill Illegals" spray painted. Uh, it was found outside an empty church right near the corner of Golden Drive and Robbins Road. Um, you know, this is a tough situation, and no matter how you feel about the immigration and everything else, the asylum seekers that have come into the cities and whatnot, we talk about it a lot on the show. On the show. Uh, it doesn't give anybody a right uh, to vandalize and leave words behind like what was spray-painted over the last couple of days, Such. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, this is... Um, Long Island has had a problem with this in the past, too, and it's just... Um, <laughs> 
you just kind of like shake your head. I mean, there's a lot of unhappy people about the um, the massive illegal immigration that's happening, and people are being you know um, put into certain areas like Central Islip seems to have a, a high concentration of this. But you are, you're not judge, jury, and executor. You cannot take this into your own hands. It's just like you have. If you don't like it, what's going on around you, well, then leave, move somewhere else. I mean, there's there's no place for this kind of stuff, and it's just you know what. I I hope that um, they find out whoever this is. I don't, and I don't care if this was these were kids just making graffiti just for the sake of it and thinking it's you know cool or funny, whatever. They need to they need to have some serious consequences because this stuff cannot be tolerated, specifically in an environment where we've had these mass shootings and everything else that have happened throughout the country. You just don't take any of these things for granted. Everyone has to be investigated 100%. And if they find out who this who this individual or individuals are, they need to be arrested and held accountable. No question. No question about it. The Sarge with us, the uh, crime report. You know, Joe, uh, I do not have a problem uh, if one has uh, a tortoise as a pet, uh, various rodents. You want to tell me you have a peafowl, a duck, a goose. You want to tell me you have a couple of cows in the backyard. Uh, you want to throw in uh, maybe an Asian water monitor, maybe a snail. I mean, that's fine. But when you start messing around with my beloved South African ostrich, uh, be careful, okay? If you are going to house a South African ostrich, that's where I throw down the hammer. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I was incensed. Are you kidding me? Sarge, I know you're an ostrich lover yourself. But I'll well, tell you. Actually, if you haven't seen the picture, folks, there's a great picture of one of the one of the people with the, with the ostrich. It's, um, you know, you I know, mean, I know this was this this story was a good segue from the last one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's how does it take so long though? I mean, you know, this is Belmore, right? I mean, this is like how does it, how does it take so long before the authorities are notified that somebody's got an ostrich running around? <laughs> Oh, man, I'll tell you. Uh, it's amazing, right? You got 100 animals in his home. You know, hey, honey, see you later. Don't forget to feed the ostrich, okay? Okay. Um, you know, how, listen, did they, how did they get it into the country? I mean, well, wherever they got idea. it from, you know, I mean, and how does nobody know this? <laughs> nobody knows, right? If you live, can you imagine living next door to this nut shop? I mean, listen, I've had some weird neighbors in my life, you know, sloppy neighbors. You know, landscaping and all that stuff that's driven me crazy. Uh, hundred? Can you imagine living so, next to somebody with a hundred animals and a, and a South African ostrich? I mean, come on, it doesn't yeah, get nutty. When you look at the pictures, you can actually smell them, right? Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, how how bad is that? Uh, the Sarge with us. A couple of more. Sarge, this is a serious one here, where you had uh, a many attackers upon a Hicksville home through a basement door. They used a, a sword, a piece of wood, and a handgun. Uh, to assault at least uh, five victims. So there's a 27-year-old, Simranjit Singh, uh, from Hicksville. He's charged with various offenses. Scary, scary situation with this thing. Yeah, I know. When I first heard about this, I said, what is going on here? Because, you know, when you first hear about these things and you don't have any other information or anything on there, you always think, like, this is a, you know, there's a drug thing going on here. I mean, why else would you be doing this home invasion but it, it's it's not it doesn't look like it's shaping up to be that way yet. Um, but we, we still don't know. They haven't given us the motive behind this thing. Like I said, they do have one person under arrest. No. Um, but you know, 
let's just hope that this is something personal, right? That they they attacked this 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 home for a specific reason, mm. uh, and it's not that these guys were running around doing this all over the place. Yeah, I mean you're you're asleep in fall on two in the morning, and all of a sudden you're awakened by a sword uh, coming at you. I mean that's scary, uh, unbelievable. Let's go to another one here. Uh, a judge calling a convicted murderer heartless, uh, Sarge, and uh, sentencing him 25 years to life in prison for stabbing his estranged girlfriend dozens of times in her car uh, before dumping her on the side of a Holtzville street. This was a couple of years ago. So Richard Ambrose uh, telling Wayne Chambers out of Medford that his max sentence for the second-degree murder of the nurse there, Sandra McIntosh, will come with a recommendation that the parole board never releases you. That's what he said, a quote, to civilized society again. Quite a scene there. Well, yes, and, you know, I'm glad to hear it, and I'm glad that he, get it, he gets the full term. But one thing that we know about New York and its um, lax rules is, you know, life imprisonment doesn't mean that anymore. So, you know, the chance of this guy eventually getting out anyway is just still pretty good. So it's just, I mean, they've let out 58 cop killers now uh, from New York State Parole. So, I mean, what makes you think that they can't turn around down the road and let this guy out, too? So it's um, it's quite unfortunate what's happening. And a lot of this is, you can see the politics is already at play, right? People are, you know, even the governor is coming out with a retail theft plan and everything else, you know, because it's just gotten so out of control. They've been gaslighting us for so long that they're saying this is our imagination. Now, all of a sudden, they're scrambling to to be tough on crime as elections are coming up. But yeah. you know what? I don't, think it, I don't think it works this time. No, it doesn't. You go back to the days you and I discussed the Herman Bell case. Joseph Pachitino, the police officer who was killed, cold blood, begged for his life, too, uh, back in the early 70s, as bad as it gets, Sarge. And uh, you're right. You know, these politicians tout the fact. They even spoke about it yesterday with the mayor, Eric Adams, in his uh, State of the City the other day, his address. I mean, please, what, what, what are you doing? What, what are you telling us that crime is down and more jobs are given, Eric? I mean, please. You know, they never tout the worst. They never tout the fact that of what's happening with the city now, the 68,000 there, uh, room and board and everything else, the seekers, uh, they don't tout the fact that fiscally they're underwater beyond belief. They don't tout the fact that, yeah, you're going to tell me crime is down as far as the murders and the rapes, but what about the other stuff? You know, what about the soft sentencing and the DAs that don't prosecute properly to let some of these individuals back on the street if they're captured in the morning they're out at McDonald's in the afternoon having a nice quarter pounder. So, in essence, you know, give us the real story, but you're right. Guys like Eric Adams and everybody else, we got a problem here, Sarge. Well, yes, I mean, it is, it's a major problem. Like I said, and you're going to see people scrambling, and they're, it's already starting. And all of a sudden, you know, people who are all, all of a sudden now want to secure the border, and, and they kind of they can't because... They, what they said about the last administration about doing it, then they end up doing the same thing, and then you have the crime, and then they said that it wasn't an issue, and now all of a sudden it's an issue. And like I said, people are, I, I believe people are finally realizing what's going on. And we always talked about the pendulum swinging back. And the problem with the pendulum is that when it swings back, it usually swings back too far the other way, right? That we need a happy medium when it comes to the criminal justice system, and we just never seem to get it. Never do. Uh, one thing we do get is what you are doing on YouTube with the Gilgo uh, storylines, incredible uh, guests, uh, and everything else. Joe, talk about that for a sec. Yeah, no, we, we've been chugging along. Um, 
we're uh, like last time I think we we're up to fifty five hundred subscribers just about. Uh, we're doing, you know, we're doing pretty good here. There's some other little news things have popped up recently that I've kind of pivoted to and and do that as we're waiting. But yeah, there's some there's a couple of things lined up in the future. Uh, it was good seeing Josh Zeman, right? He was the um, producer of the Killing Season. He was on that ABC special. I yep. filmed the special for um, for uh, who? I don't think it was Hulu. I don't. Even, I think it was Paramount. So there's another documentary coming out on Long Island serial killer that, that I'll actually be a part of. Uh, I'll let every we'll let everybody know when that comes out. But yep. there's going to be several of these things coming out. And so, like I said, we got we have the whole schedule booked, and we'll be doing a lot of different things. And um, yeah, it's kind of fun. Well, you're doing a great job. Bob Colcor also on last night. Uh, Lost Girls and everything else. The uh, great author. Uh, yep. So uh, in uh, in fall, as far as uh, what Joe's doing. On YouTube and the investigation, and let's not forget the great book as well, the Cold Case Handbook, which is hand in hand as far as what you witnessed with Gilgo and everything else. It answers a lot of questions. Uh, it's still flying off the shelves. You can get it at Amazon, and uh, guarantee you there'll be a sequel coming out in the near future. So uh, we look forward to that as well, uh, Sarge. Good stuff. Lots happening in and around, and uh, we'll be chatting, my friend. How's that? Sounds like a plan. Have a great weekend, Jake. You got it. Crime Stoppers, Suffolk, 1 800 220 tips, 220 8477. That's where all calls are kept confidential.